back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. Having had raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons, she's now brought all of her knowledge and brought it back to you so you can now be an expert. So sit back, relax, and the knowledge you'll receive will have you off to the races. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Episode 148 is an interview with Lincoln Quilliam, and he is the founder and race director of the Kunanyi Mountain Run, which is held in Tasmania. It will be the inaugural run this year. Kunanyi Mountain Run is a brand new trail running festival down in Hobart. In fact, it'll be the city's first ever national scale trail running event. Utilising the incredible Kunanyi Mount Wellington, basically, that is right on their doorstep. Lincoln comes onto the podcast to chat about this run and Tassie trail running in general, which I'm sure you'll find fascinating and it's really making me want to go there. Now, please, I'd love it if you could show your support for the show by rating, reviewing and subscribing. It really warms my heart to read the reviews. The link to do this is in the show notes. Um, On a side note, my coaching services are currently at full capacity. If you want to get onto the waiting list, which I highly recommend so that um, I can get to you quicker, get onto my website, peakendurancecoaching.com.au and register your name, or you can go to the show notes where there will be a link to um, the page with this on it. Now, halfway through the podcast, my laptop froze and we dropped out. I think I restarted it all quite seamlessly, but I do apologise. Um... I do this from home on my home laptop. I seem to be having some problems. I think I've got too much stuff on my laptop. I need to do a big cleanup. Uh, but please bear with me. I, I I do this from home. It's not a professional outfit. And I do this uh, work from my love of trail and ultra running and wanting to share free knowledge and um, information with you. So like I said, you can have it for free. And, and um, I hope you appreciate that. And and bear with me when I have some technical glitches. In spite of that, I think you will really enjoy it. It's, 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 you'll you'll hardly notice it, I'm sure. I'm sure. Anyway, it's, it's not that bad, but I just thought I should warn you. So enjoy my chat with Lincoln. Hey, it's Tom Dade here, back with some more thoughts. And this week is a quick one. This week I want to talk about going after your goals despite what you think others might think of shortcomings or failures of that goal. Um, I know a few people who sell themselves short or not go after certain goals or big goals, you know, like big ultras, because they're worried what others might think and they're worried about failing and how other people are going to perceive their failure and they're going to judge them for it. And... I think what's really important to note is that I don't know about others, but at least for myself, I always, I still do care what others think. Um, but what's important is it's not not knowing what, thinking what others people, caring what other people think. It's actually having the courage to do what you want to do anyway, and it, it's okay to you know worry what others people, other people think of you and what you do, but don't let that affect what you do and so for this case not to chase your goals because you're worried so and you know you despite being worried about others think you go after your goals anyway and I just wanted to put that out there it's a quick one this week just if you feel like you're not doing certain things because you're worried what other people might think or your failures just 
just go after anyway. It's all about finding that courage to take that step. And we all, I can't say all because I don't know how everyone, but at least for myself, I worry what others think and I do it anyway and that's how I've managed to do some of the things I've done. And I think everyone should try to do the same. So you like running, but you're feeling pain or irritation and you can't enjoy it like you once did. Or worse, your performance has taken a big hit. Now you're reminiscing on the good times where the wind blew past your ears. Nature looked lovely as you passed it. What are you waiting for? Go and visit a specialist at Health and High Performance. With the latest in technology and a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can help you with all your running injury and performance needs. Let's get you back to doing something you love with the results you're capable of. Head over to healthhp.com.au slash run or you can find them on Instagram at Health High Performance. Health and High Performance are located in Mount Albert, Melbourne but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide but also around the world. So contact them now on their website to find out more. Hi, Lincoln, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Hi, Isabel. Great to be here with you. Now, um, can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself and how you yourself got into running and ultra running? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, um, I'm a born and bred Tasmanian and um, grew up bushwalking and uh, uh, whitewater rafting and a bit of snowboarding. There's not much snow down here. And then left Tassie um, about 22 years ago and, and lived and worked uh, across um, Australia and Europe and the US and the like and ended up in PNG actually of all places. Nice. So my passions um, were snowboarding first and foremost since I um, went home in an ambulance on my first day at Mount Field down here. Um, so uh, it was all about backcountry snowboarding and then um, that transferred into alpine climbing and uh, climbed some some uh, some decent peaks with the New Zealand alpine team in, in uh, Peru and the like. Then I moved to um, PNG around 2015 and no snow and not really any developed climbing and certainly not many people to go adventuring with in that regard. Uh, so ended up, you know, doing a bunch more hiking and, and running just for fitness. Um, walked the, or hiked the Kokoda track in four days, then did the same in three days. And then oh, I was wow. like, hey, well, let's just, uh, let's just do this as a single push. And so, um, you know, one of one of my mates there knew one of the uh, Muscatiba runners at the time, and and he came over and we we had a crack. And uh, uh, this, to the second, we were going a bit slow, and so for the second half, we actually had to start running to to get there in our target time of twenty nine and a half hours. Um, so we were very slow for the first half, um, and then it was uh, after that I was like, well, so we just basically, you know, ran ninety six k with six thousand meters burst. Um, ran that's trail running though right and yeah, that's right and then um just got thinking back to my um you know my roots in bushwalking and, and it's like well I can now go and run any of those multi-day walks that I did and it's <laughs> like yes there's the adventure because climbing's a bit scary there's Tassie's way too fickle for snow and so oh. when I moved home a couple of years ago so stoked to be home it's such an amazing place down here um, yeah, trail running was it, and uh, so it was all about um, finding uh, the finding and, and building the community down here 
uh, trail running has been happening for, for decades and, and centuries even. But um, and then it's like, okay, so my intro to trail running was running the Kokoda track in PNG. And it's like, oh, cool. Well, I heard about the cradle run. And so that was, you know, number one on the bucket list. But I had to do some qualifiers for that. So UTA 50 in 2018. And um, and on it went from there. And, and that's it. It just just fell in love with the with the sport, particularly the the ultra and um, a, a, uh, like wilderness adventures as well, really getting out deep, really committing, fully immersed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just just love it. The mental side. More, more than the physical side even I think but yeah I mean I have to agree that's, that's a huge component of it that's highly underrated you know we put spend so much time on our physical fitness but it's that mental side isn't it yeah absolutely now you've been involved in some big runs yourself as well did you want to tell us a bit about those that you've done as well as well as those ones you just talked about yeah yeah well racing i haven't done so much really like uta 100 last year um gone nuts 101 oh, yeah. the northwest coast of tassie absolutely epic has to be done um yeah. it was a couple of years ago now um and, and cradle run uh this year no last year it's 20 yes yeah, so 2021 cradle oh, run. who knows what year it is anymore <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but yeah it's the personal wilderness adventures that that um, you know, like events are amazing to bring community together and, and, and celebrate getting out on the trails. And, yeah. you know, Australia has and Tasmania has such a great trail running community, so many legends, such genuine people. Um, but, yeah, the personal wilderness adventures where it's just you and a couple of mates very carefully selected because, yes. um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty hardcore out there. You definitely want people who, um, who are, are competent and confident and that you get on real well with. Um, well, you certainly develop relationships out there. Oh, yeah. But um, uh, some highlights. I mean, the Western Arthurs uh, in, in Tassie is absolutely epic mountain range, super compact uh, alpine quartzite with, with gorgeous lakes and, and razorback ridges and the like. Um, the famous Lake Oberon is, um, you know, across many, um, uh, you know, one of the famous Tassie wilderness photos, really. And so, um, yeah, met a bloke called Piotr Babis, who was um, down here as a, as a backpacker a number of years ago, and uh, he's stayed here ever since. So I think um, Tassie, or at least um, myself, is claiming him as Tasmanian now. <laughs> yeah, we, we ran um, like three capes together and then, um, then Western Arthurs. Um, together which was a which was a huge achievement uh, for me personally and, and we actually wrote a, or, or captured it on video um, submitted that to the Cradle Mountain Film Festival a couple of years ago and was um, was successful with, with winning the, um, the the one uh, one year of adventure in Australia um, or sorry Tasmania film competition there so that was pretty cool oh, but other sorry. after the Western Arthurs um, it's like right well what's next and Man, I've got a bucket list of Tassie adventures. Yeah, it's long. It just keeps going. Um, and then we tackled the uh, Penguin the Cradle Trail. So that's normally a six to eight day, um, pretty interesting bushwalk. There is a couple of roads coming in, uh, which is nice for the logistics and supply. But um, yeah, there's a, there's a section there, um, which is a pretty high alpine traverse and uh, Tassie weather, particularly out west, um, can really get you. So the first attempt at that, uh, we got um, got pushed back by a snowstorm in the dark 
at that location and so mm -hmm. came back another day with um uh, with better knowledge and and so it was the first um or set the fastest known time uh, as being the only people to to run a single push through in the cradle trail and then recently precipitous bluff now i before that i was like oh yeah i've got a pretty endless adventure bucket you know it just it's bottomless keep feeding it keep feeding it but my adventure bucket's full now <laughs> It was gnarly, just crazy Tassie bush bashing, coming down off Precipitous Bluff um, through limestone cast country, so big sinkholes opening up in yeah. front of you, before sliding down slippery, super steep into cast sinkholes in the dark, etc. Anyway, so so that was a, a you know a real peak of uh, my trail running journey so far, and um, and there are more to come, but uh, we'll have this baby that's due tomorrow, and um, that's right. <laughs> deliver the Canadian Mountain Run, and, uh, and go from there. You just have to um, take baby along. <laughs> Absolutely, no, no. So I think we've, um, we've already booked in with some mates to uh, to hike the Overland Track. Uh, you know, as a start with, yeah. with one year olds. So yeah, yeah. Let's see how that goes. Well, I certainly know for myself when I was a baby, my parents would take me bushwalking, you know, on a thing on the back, you know. That was, I've been bushwalking all my life. Um, you you have a um, wealth of knowledge, obviously, of the Tasmanian trails. And, you know, you say you've got a bucket list this long. And I guess living here on the, on the for want of a better word, mainland, I guess, we kind of think Tassie's quite small. But um, you're saying that there is, a, you know, a huge amount of running that can be done there. Yeah. No, yeah. well, Tassie is just so diverse. That's the thing, you know, like compared to um, many places in Australia, um, it, it in terms of land size, it's small, but in terms of experiences and different vegetation and land types, terrain types and how it feels, it's it's jam-packed with so many different um, different experiences. Like each coast is completely different. And then we've got like three or four really quite different um, sort of landscape types, um, you know, in, inside the island. So let's call that, I don't know, I'm just completely making this up. Let's call that 13, 14, 15 completely different um, types. Whereas, you know, um, and forgive me, New South Wales, we're just completely making this up. I, I lived in Sydney for five years, so I can sort of half claim something. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got probably three sections of coast, maybe four, maybe five, and then, you know, so I don't know, let's just say there's as much diversity in Tassie as there is in perhaps New South Wales, just yeah. jam packed in. And I mean, I have to say, I mean, I'm a, I live in Victoria, but you know, there's not a huge range of diversity, like, you know, um, we went to New South Wales recently and we found even that was way more diverse to us. Mm, mm. Um, so if, if Tassie's, you know, even more, and that means also with it being smaller, you can access it all much easier, can't you? Yeah, exactly. So your drive times aren't, aren't that long and you find you, you, um, you have to stop a lot and say, so, you know, just, oh, we'll just do a lap of Tassie, you know. It's <laughs> fine, we'll do that in three days. It's like, no, no, no. You at least <laughs> tend to really, you know, get a good flavour of all the, all the different um, diverse places. Now you're um, the vice president of the Tasmanian Trail Running Association. What's the trail running scene like in Tassie? I mean, you say there's heaps of, you know, epic adventures there, but what's the actual trail running scene like? Yeah, well, well good question. I mean, look, to be honest with, um, I've only come into trail running in the last sort of 
four years or so, we don't have a huge amount to compare it to. Certainly there wasn't much in, in PNG, um, but it's, it's an amazing community down here. Like it's, it's really warm. Um, we have quite a number of events and they are continuing to grow quite rapidly really. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, as we know, our community does gather around events um, as well as around club events and the like. And so uh, a couple of years ago when I was yeah, moved down full time, uh, we had an existing group, the Hobart Trail Runners, the yeah. Facebook community, um, not unlike uh, Brisbane Trail Runners and, and people who've moved down sort of set it up in, in a similar vein. Um, and, you know, through that met a few crew down here and, and was doing some runs, but we didn't, didn't have regular run nights as such. So um, just that simple act of I set up, yeah, a regular Wednesday night, every single week, same time, same place, doesn't matter what, uh, what the weather is. And really quickly, that, um, that community just, just grew. And, you know, we were having 50, uh, 50 to 60 um, regularly, and we wouldn't really want too many more than that, to be yeah. honest, um, just, just for the close-knit sort of community. We had up to 80 a couple of times and the like. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we've got a diversity of events as well. Um, so Gone Nuts up, up north um, has 25, 50, 75, 101. It's an amazing traverse of, um, of the pretty magical coastline up there, as well as some, some interior um, beauty. Uh, Tassie Trail Fest uh, has moved to Launceston. That has a miler now, oh, okay. 100 miles, as well as 100k and a couple of other things. Um, yeah, all around sort of uh, Launceston and Trevallon. Uh, there's uh, small, smaller scale um, sort of series. So Endorphin run um, a series in the iconic places around uh, Tassie being Freycinet, Tasman, Peninsula. Uh, uh, it was, was one at Dove Lake, um, in Mount Field and the like, and, and yeah, more up to sort of... Uh, yeah, getting getting towards a half marathon. Uh, the Kanani Trail series was started just a couple of years ago here on the mountain in Hobart. Um, and uh, we've just taken that over actually for this year. First event's 20th of, um, of Feb. But that's a series of four runs up to half marathon. Again, very, very local community focused, but people from around the state come down for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's other events um, up north uh, that have been going for quite a while as well. And Run Narantapu is the uh, the new name for the old sort of convicts and wenches. And and the beauty of of all of these events, or, or many of them, I think, is is really connecting with the landscape and some of the history of it. And um, and Canadian Mountain Run, the runoff, um, uh, you know, been working on for the last couple of years with our inaugural event in April, is really connected with, really wants to connect with the um, Aboriginal history and and um, and share, learn and share and, and amplify uh, those stories. Um, but yeah, really capturing the diversity of landscapes, connecting community and um, and sharing stories because I think we all we all have our own story that we you know uh use running to to fulfill or to let out or yeah. to expand and all sorts of things i mean running is so much stuff to so many people um but then particularly in nature of course you know just that the you know it's almost spiritual really but just the calmness and the 
you know, the, the um, you know, human civilization worries and whatever just seem to disappear as soon as you're in the, in, uh, in the bush. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I know for myself, if I don't get out into the bush a couple of times a week, you really notice the difference within yourself, don't you? Oh, 100%. Like, I, I just turned into um, a grumpy bloke that really <laughs> needs to go get out in the bush, to be honest. And, and that's, yeah. that's really what we've seen as well um, with Hobart Trail Runners. I've had a lot of great feedback, people coming up saying, oh, thank you so much for, for you know, putting these on. And it's like, well, oh, awesome. it's for me too, you know. I yeah. want to get it. It gets me out the door and, and, and into the trails and it's so, so, so awesome to see other people really taking benefit from it but what they say is i need this is this is part of my you know well-being my mental health you know it's a self-prescription to um to, to treat or prevent you know issues from uh, from expanding so yeah, uh, that, yeah. that's that's amazing that was such so cool and and that's that was really part of the or the, the huge why for me, sorry, I'm just jumping into your next question or <laughs> whatever it might be. But the, the huge part of the why for me is that Tassie's so amazing. Yeah, the diversity that we've spoken of um, and the the power that that gives you, um, not the diversity, but the connection to nature. But um, uh, the benefits that it, it gives me, I, I see so many people you know, out there struggling and, and, and whatever else. And so, well, if I could just help you step out onto the trails once and for you to feel what I feel, then win. You know, that's, that's just, that's beautiful. And so, you know, creating events where people can, um, you know, not only feel stepping onto the trails, but the community that's around it. Uh, for me, I found that was probably one of the best things that I could do. Um, it's the connecting like-minded people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and even people that um, uh, don't know they're like-minded. No, I mean, I've got a little story. Um, I'll yep. try and make it short. So I created a Tarkina Ultra Marathon up in the northwest of Tassie um, in partnership with the Bob Brown Foundation. Now, you know, of course, they're they're the greenies, right? And uh, up in the northwest, particularly the far northwest, and I'm completely stereotyping here, but um, uh, and there was some, some pretty nasty stickers up there about um, Bob that I won't, won't re repeat. But, um, uh, yeah, generally, greenies aren't really, um, or, or the perception of someone that's a greenie is, is not welcomed very much by certain sectors up there. And, and so okay. as I was up there, you know, creating and, and um, ground treating the roof, you know, like I, I don't mind a, a pub feed and a beer. So I was in the tab up there, the Marrowmore tab. And, um, you know, having some interesting conversations with the locals up there because they knew exactly why I was there yeah. and um, who I was in partnership with. So, the, so you know, I made a big point to say, no, no, I'm not the foundation I'm independent working with. Um, but I wasn't afraid to have those conversations because I was really un interested to understand, well, what's, you know, what, what is this for them in, in, you know, in terms of what does this country mean for them? Because that's, that's why, you know, I was so stoked to spend a whole heap of time up there, um, you know, putting the route together and then the events. The, the country out there is so powerful. The West Coast is huge surf and, and the, the coastline that's just copped that weather and that surf for, for eons and, and it's, yeah. it's amazing country. So anyway, the, um, 
having conversations and, you know, getting a little heated and all sorts of stuff. But um, after a, at least, you know, one, maybe two beers of talking, you know, <laughs> um, or, <laughs> we landed on the same thing, that they were all conservationists as well, just in their own right. Yeah. They really respected that country as well, just in slightly different ways. Yeah. Um, and, and so that was amazing to, to start a conversation being complete opposite ends and then end up coming together. And so that's, and that's an interesting thing, particularly with Canadian Mountain Run. And as we're doing, you know, looking at the marketing and advertising and the like and, you know, target markets and whatever, and it's just like, well, it really is everyone. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. most people in the trail running community um, um, luckily seem to have, have heard of it and, and uh, got strong registrations from that, from the existing community. But it's like, well, I want to share this with everyone else. And, um, yeah, it's, it's can't wait to, to see how that actually delivers in, 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 the, in the years and, and probably decades to come. Yeah, well, well, hopefully, yeah. And as, as you've alluded to, you're a race director. So how did you get into race directing? Yeah, well, that's, that's another good one. Um, it was actually 2018. So I'd only just run Kokoda in 2017. Yeah. Um, but 2018, it's like, right, I'm moving home um, and uh, was, was working fly in, fly out, out of PNG in 2018. And, um, it, you know, was looking at, well, what am I going to do when I actually move home full-time? Um, didn't really, um, nothing really came to the fore in terms of what I really wanted to do as a, as a, um, as a career as such. I'm a civil engineer um, and have been for, for a number of years, but, you know, do I really want to do that forever? And so whilst I was looking for that, I came across or, or dreamt up a, a personal project of, well, you know, oh, I like this trail running thing. Let's let's see, you know, maybe I'll put an event on. Um, and uh, UTA 2018 um, watched the Tarkina film, which Patagonia um, uh, sponsored and produced about running in the Tarkine yep. and about the forestry bites and all that. And I'm like, that's the event. So I just reached out to Patagonia and the foundation and within... 10 months of reaching out, we delivered the first event. Oh, wow. So that's, that's how it happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and to, in terms of well, what skills and experience do you need to be a race director, um, I don't know what the answer is to that question formally from whatever, uh, and actually that's something with the TTRA, Tasmanian Trail Running Association, had on something that we might want to think a little more about. But, but my skills and experience came through in, in project and event management um, from that side of governance, risk management, um, project planning and execution, resourcing, et cetera, et cetera, budgeting and the like. Um, but the safety side and understanding the technical nature of trail running and yes. um, you know, hazards of coastline and, and, and water and that, Actually, there's some yeah engineering technical that came into civil engineering that came into the coast and um, uh, uh, and the rivers. But then there's a whitewater raft guide I did a little bit of um, back when I was uh, like early twenties and the like, and particularly all that time out in the bush and um, you know in the mountains 
So that that kind of you know technical risk management of understanding the bush and the mountains and what they can throw at you, um, that that combination of, of everything was absolutely um, gave me the confidence to to um, yeah send hundreds of people out into the bush and know that I've you know under assessed or identified all the risks, assessed them, come up with reasonable controls that can be practically implemented that keep people you know safe enough whilst give them the information they need to know um so that they can be safe themselves um, yeah. yeah it's pretty it's a pretty interesting skill set actually um in terms of what yes, because there's what, a lot i mean it's a diverse range of, of skills that you need it, it certainly is and um i would say problem solving is one of the, the highest on the list though yeah well actually <laughs> def definitely um you can't have a skill that race directors or race owners at least can't have is business now because none of us would do it if we had more yeah, business like it's, it's crazy how much time and effort it takes and how non-commercial it is so yes. it really is you know even a labor even, of love yeah labor of love and and you know we want to give participants the most amazing experience and it looks like all oh, full professional and well yeah. hopefully will um and <laughs> you know really good um you know flags and whatever else yeah. to, to make people feel really in the events and the festival but but yeah the actual um you know the the the, the balance books at the end is uh is, is interesting yeah, well certainly always in the first year now as yeah. as you said you're, you're the race director for the new Kanani, is that right? Yep. Yep. I, I, I know you, I heard you say it and I was like, oh, that's easy. And then I go to say it, it's hard. Um, that the Kananya Ultra. Now I actually first saw an ad for this on Facebook, you know, last year. Mm. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, that looks really awesome. And I signed up for the um, like the um newsletter or whatever it was to find out more information as it came out. And um, I'm also a running coach and, and a few of my clients were like, oh, have you heard of this new race? So I've actually got a few doing it. Cool. Um, yeah, they're, they're, and they're Victoria-based. So um, can you tell me how this race in particular came to be? And, and I certainly know it struck my fancy because it seems like such a beautiful spot. So obviously mm. that's part of why you've chosen it as well. But, yeah, can you tell me or tell the, us, me and the listeners how... All right, and we're back. We just had some uh, technical difficulties there. Basically, my computer froze and we dropped out, um, but all good, all good. This is why we love trail running because we get away from technology. Um, you were just telling about to tell us uh, why why Kunanyi, um in particular for for your choice for this for this big race because, like I said, it just looks like such a beautiful event. What is it that that made you want to bring it to the people? Yeah, absolutely. Well. I grew up in Waterworks Reserve, uh, well, not in the reserve, but just down from it, which is <laughs> which is in the foothills of the mountain. And so they had the mountain. So the mountain is its, you know, common name, I guess, for okay. the Hobartians. Um, Kanani being the Aboriginal name and Mount Wellington being the uh, colonial name. So its oh, official name okay. is actually Kanani-Mount Wellington. So both the Indigenous and the, um, the colonial name. <laughs> And I live now on the eastern shore, so I, I kind of learned a thing or two growing up in an old house in the foothills of the mountain. It, it, it does rain every now and again and, and the <laughs> like, um, and it does cast a big shadow, a big mountain, big shadow. 
but living on the sunny side now, looking over at um, Kanani uh, and my, my bedroom, actually wake up and look out and there it is. So, oh, awesome. You know, the, the, uh, the colours in our logo for Kanani Mountain yeah. Run is actually the sun rising um, or, or the, the, the reflection of the sunrise off the, the organ pipes, the, the dominant cliffs on the front. But, yeah, I mean, why, why there? I mean, well, we don't have an ultra... Um, length trail run in the south of Tasmania is one um, but mainly it's you know with the capital city here the airport just next door and the amazing network of trails and also like Mount Wellington is um, or Canania is sort of a microcosm of Tasmania in that it is so diverse even just within Canania itself so, so I've counted, and whether this is uh, scientifically correct or not, like nine different. But, but we'll uh, say it's fact. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, nine different um, sort of landscape types. So you know, ferny gullies, uh, the dry um, peppermint eucalypt forest in the foothills are really open. The dense, um, uh, big eucalypts, so um, swamp gums, biggest um, uh, flowering plant in the world, I think. Um, they're not that big because the entire east or uh, well, all around the mountain was was fully logged um, before uh, it became a park just at yeah. the turn of the century, I think. Um, and then, of course, the boulder fields, dolerite boulder fields, which the uh, vertical kilometre um, will uh. experience a fair bit of in the upper reach. Um, and all all events actually get a nice uh, nice boulder hop in in some sections. And alpine heath at the top, and then yeah, snow gum, and um, you know that's where the Tassie waratah and uh, you know the Rishia dracophylla, these these crazy little pandani things. It's it's an event that our communities wanted for a long time as well. Yeah, and, and yeah, many in our local trail running community are like, well, why don't we have an epic event here? Like it's it's absolutely amazing and. Three to four or more event organisers have tried, have had a good look at it. Um, and there are a number of obstacles. And so yeah, none of them really, you know, followed through because of the amount of time and effort yeah. required to get through those obstacles. And, and one of which is um, just the complexity of land managers. And, you know, so normally you might have, you know, one public land manager and a couple of, um, or, or a bunch of private uh, landowners you might want to deal with, or if you're lucky, just one landowner and that's it. Um, on the mountain here, we've got uh, three, four different land managers and then and a completely unique um, authority being Wellington Park Trust. Uh, and then all the private landowners as well around that. So Cascade owns a lot of land and a lot of private landowners in, in um, and, you know, farmland and, and, and other rural properties are supporting us as well. Um, and so, yeah, and just the sheer logistics and, um, you know, permits and getting, um, uh, working out the plans to accommodate, you know, a few, good few hundred people or, um, you know, a bit over a thousand people we might might end up having is, um, is a pretty mammoth task. I've been working on it for uh, for just over two years. Um, oh, wow. About yeah, at about uh, somewhere between two and four days a week, and we do also have a, a, a team of core volunteers. You know, ten to fifteen volunteers actually 
doing a fair amount of work, particularly over the last six months as well, as well as professional suppliers. So it's a huge job and I'm so glad we're getting, what are we now? Um, you know, I should know this, nine weeks, 10 weeks, whatever it is. <laughs> very Not close. Not very long. close. Um, yeah, can't wait to deliver the first year and, and um, yeah, it's, see all the hard work pay off not 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 for me but for our community and yeah. celebrating celebrating the, the amazing diverse landscapes of Penani, the amazing stories and particularly so we're also um we're sort of wrapping in a mountain community and culture festival with nice. the with the run itself i mean we've tried to keep the festival side relatively small this year and uh, quite focused on on uh, the Aboriginal community and the, the stories that the, that they want to share um, with our community, which which has been an amazing journey thus far and is is, is only going to continue to strengthen. Um, we're just about to announce um, or, or reveal launch the Aboriginal design That's for right. uh, the t-shirts and those yeah. some of those um, artistic components. You know that might be. Um, you know, throughout our our um, our branding, and and that's that's so special. It's really, I've you know, I feel so honoured that you know the Aboriginal community was keen to share and saw us as a as a true ally um, yeah. and and worthy of their um, time and attention. So yeah, and we've got plenty of uh, stories and. Um, um and and connection to country and culture and land management all those sorts of things that we're going to going to share as well well they will share with us it certainly does look like a um like i had a look my partner and i we were looking at the course the other day and um it starts basically pretty much in town um yeah, yeah and then so like you don't have to drive for miles and um and but then you're out in in like you wouldn't even know how close you were to to civilization so it's a real um Real mix site there, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, the foothills of the mountain just touch the city. So in Hobart, yeah. you know, it's it's on our back doorstep. Yeah. You know, so many, so many houses, so many suburbs. It is literally out their back door. Like yeah. Literally. And and for everyone else, it's like no more than uh, five hundred meters a kilometer away yeah. to you know the bush. And so yeah. as soon as you hit that bush, you can take tracks and trails to just continue all the way through the wilderness to the west coast if you really want to go that far like it's and that's Tassie yeah it's, it's awesome yeah well I mean I, I can't wait I'm, I'm coming over to run it and and I can't wait like I'm really excited about seeing the course and I haven't personally run in Tasmania before so um cool you know I think it'll be it, it'll be awesome and I think um I think especially now with you know the everything opening up again, um, touch wood, I don't like saying it out loud, you know. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's a great time to explore our beautiful country. Um, and, and, and I think we do a little bit take Tasmania for granted and think, oh, we'll go visit later. But I think this is a great opportunity to go visit and, and see part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, some uh, Tasmanians just want to keep it all for themselves <laughs> and don't want too many visitors. But you know, what what what's that telling us? It's telling us that it's so special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's. it's so do you have uh, many um, interstate um, participants? 
Yeah, so we've we've got um, around 27, 28% of total participants are, are interstaters. Awesome. So, um, yes, huge, strong. And, and we actually, we ran a, um, you know, an expression of interest um, before sales opened and uh, and it was about the same. It's around 30% yeah. oh, um, interest from interstate. So, I mean, we, this, the event is, it is a, a, a national scale event. It wants okay. to, you know, end up being really a, a, a sort of a, um, a must-do event for everyone, for every trail runner across the nation. Of course, we, we're not expecting to be there yet, and, and no doubt there'll be a, some some mistakes we'll make and whatever. Oh, and we're, we're no, fully, the, you know, bring it on. Let's, yeah, it's the, only the first make race. The first race, there's always going to be some teething problems because that's that's the race where you learn the most, you know, in, in the running of it and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. I'm pretty sure trail runners are a pretty, you know, good bunch, and they'll accept that. Um, so it's a 68k course. Um, was that just how it kind of worked out, or did you have in your mind that you wanted to bike that length? Yeah, how I've approached um, designing trail running courses, um, and and I've 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 almost done almost two handfuls now, so not that many, but, yeah. but I've been really strong on on the um and i guess this it comes from engineering where i def defined the, the 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 course criteria or the, the the design basis for the course and it as the number one objective is just an epic experience i am never going to create a course that has to fit a number yeah and so and the other course criteria was to capture each of the diverse landscapes yeah to um, uh, provide a variety uh, of trail types. So some fire trail, some um, or plenty of uh, single track, some or plenty of plenty technical single track, um, some good steeps, ups and downs. Um, and also logistics has yeah. a big part to play. Yeah. So the, the ultra course is, um, is, a, is, for, is a solo for, for experienced trail runners. And also, and this is the, the event I'm most excited about, it's a, it's a five-leg relay yes. between 11 and 20 kilometres. So basically, if anyone can uh, jog 10K, then you can step up and, and have a crack at a leg in the, in the ultra, which, which I think is a pretty unique opportunity, um, particularly as we go through some, some private land that you have no yes. access outside of the event. So I saw that, yep. But, um, yeah, Diversity logistics. So yeah, having having each leg to be a reasonable distance, an epic leg in in and of itself, with the diversity and 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 uh, like I spoke of with the different uh, track types and accessible for um, uh, for vehicles and walk crew and the like. I mean, look, it, they are mountain access points. So there's some narrow roads. There's a there's a, um, a little bit of dirt road and, and the like, and you know everyone needs to drive. Drive safely and, and carefully, um, and we'll be given uh, you know guidance on that as well, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's 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 sixty eight is just how it came out to create. But that. I don't like that distance because it's 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 long enough, but it's not too long that you can't still enjoy the next day. Yeah. Well, it depends how hard you go. I mean, we do have some steeps. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> we've got four almost four thousand meters elevation in sixty eight k. So. 
And, and the big difference to something like UTA or the like um, is there's not many steps. I was going to say, there's no, please tell me there's no stairs. <laughs> no, there's not many at all. Good to um, But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's on par, um, yeah. or maybe in a little, uh, no, probably on par with uh, Hounslow Classic. Ah, yeah. 68K there. But they've got a bunch of stairs with, yeah. um, with some of that. So, you know, might, might even be a little tougher. But um, the 27 kilometre, um, again, we wanted around that sort of distance, uh, a middle distance that, um, you know, was achievable for anyone who'd done the Point to Pinnacle, for example, the world's toughest um, uh, half marathon, yeah. apparently, uh, on the road. So then, all right, if, if anyone's uh, done that one, then then step up to the next challenge of, of um, not only climbing up the mountain, but all the way back down yeah. uh, and on the trails. Um, and uh, it is a big loop and it does get the diversity. It doesn't quite get the farmland, but um, yeah, can't, can't fit everything in. So. Yeah, no, no. And I mean, I, I personally like a big loop, like... Um... I find that more satisfying than, you know, little loops or that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, like psychologically for me, I, I don't want to go back and anywhere near the start again. If I'm, no. like, I can't do loops. Just, no, I that's, agree. that's just me. Like some people, you know, backyard, backyard ultras are the, yeah. you know, the, the end point of, of, of loops, but that's a completely different objective and mindset. That's right. But for ultra runs, you know, it's about the journey of, Hey, I'm, I'm, it's, it's the commitment of going all the way through, and whether yes, it's a big group or, or point to point. Um, and it's sort of the same with out and backs. So I really don't like out and backs so either. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad keen on them either. Yeah. No. We do have a couple of short out and backs just to yes, access I the aid that, stations. Just to get the aid stations. And even I went, oh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> but also, that's it's. I think short out and backs are really cool because you you get to Sleepy. see yes. the other people before and yeah. after you as well, and so connecting right. with you know you don't want to be passing people the whole time, but just to connect yeah. with the 10, 20 people in front and behind you as you get in and out of the aid yeah. station, it'd be really cool when you you get to get that little bit of camaraderie and and perhaps even competition with yeah. um, with the people around you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, like, like I said, I've had a look at the course and, and, and it looks brilliant. Um, and like you said, you've got, you've got a variety of distances. You've got the 68 solo and the relay, the 27, what are, and you've got the vertical K, like you said. Yeah, the, uh, the Australian Championships. Actually, oh, the, the, championships. Yeah, the, yeah for, for vertical kilometre. So yeah. um, fully certified by the International Skyrunning Federation. Awesome. And um, Skyrunning Australia um, is... Uh, you know, has endorsed our race as the Australian Championships. Um, and it will be the Australian team um, selection event. So oh, the, okay. uh, the first male and female uh, will automatically be uh, on the team or invited yeah. to, to be on the team. And um, yeah, and then others uh, will, will also be invited um, to join the team if they'd like. But in saying that, it's not, it's really all of our events is less about racing and more about getting out and immersing. So, you know, if you want to be competitive, whether that's with yourself or, or others, absolutely go nuts, do it safely, but, you know, also have fun. I mean, it's 100% more about having fun, um, I reckon. Um, but, yeah, vertical, it's, it's a completely different experience. Yeah, that, that, it's tough. The, the Are you tough. doing that one as well? No. <laughs> 
Do you? That's how you do it. I'll have returned from America the week before. <laughs> so right. I'll, I'll be I'll be in the less competitive basket. I'll probably be just getting over my jet lag. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll have some more chats before before the day. <laughs> we'll see if you if you want to. I mean, I I just wish I could um, get out and run with yeah. with everyone else. To be honest, I mean, that's and that's that would yeah, be hard it? being a race director, seeing everyone having oh. fun and going, oh, I can't. It, yeah, it is. It's it's tough. Like you know, and and you know where I want to be in you know in as soon as possible is. Um, you know, is have an assistant race director that can completely yes. take care of it all, so I can go out and enjoy enjoy the runs as well. Enjoy enjoy what you've created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, it's particularly the ultra relay. It's just going to be a great day connecting with yeah. your close mates that you've decided to embark on the adventure with, and it's going to be a decent day as well. You know, like um, uh, we reckon the fastest time for the ultra solo will be around nine hours. Yep. And uh, cutoffs are designed so everyone will be in, um, or the tail will be in by midnight, and so that'll be eighteen hours. Um, and the bulk of of um, ultra solos should be in around somewhere, you know, eleven, twelve to thirteen, yeah. fourteen sort of sort of area. So it's a solid day out on the trails. And the ultra relay will be similar, you know, faster um, teams will yeah. be probably a bunch less, maybe six or seven hours, and, and the like. Um, but a great way to connect and, and share, you know, because you've just you'll jump back in the car with the other um, three people who some of them yeah. may or may not have done their leg, and um, yeah, share how how it feels and, and the and the joys. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's a great social event to do it like that. I mean, and obviously you can still do it as a comp, you know, competitives, you know, but it, it certainly is a great way of having a day out in the trails with your mates. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then the, the run hub's the other thing I'm excited about. Um, which, you know, it's probably not unlike <clears throat> some other, you know, um, events that, that have a focus on creating as, as welcoming and embracing sort of finish line and, and run hub area. Um, so we've called it the run hub and, and we'll have, um, you know, the cultural activities all happening out of there. We've, we've, okay. We're hiring um, the what's called the trail rider. It's a, um, an off-road uh, wheelchair. Really, that's, ah. that, that you got a person on the front and yes. back of to, um, you know, because um, we've got a great network of volunteers here, and so a couple of volunteers will will actually, you know, do the driving around on on the trails up in up in waterworks yep. and the like. Um, some great local food. Um, some so we've got some really great uh, local beverage sponsors. Um, so celebrating some of the best of. Uh, Tassie Beer with Cascade, um, Rick nice. Smith's with, with the Cider, and also Hobart Brewing Company um, for a, a mid-strength, which um, is probably my favourite beer. You know, mid-strengths are never really uh, that tasty, uh, I found, um, but this one is full flavour. So yeah. anyway, that's... Um, <laughs> well, certainly um, Tasmania is renowned for its its food and, and you know, drinks and that sort of stuff so it's certainly that'll be something to uh and and quite honestly you'll participants will have deserved it so you know absolutely <laughs> yeah yep. all right well thank you so much for for joining us on the podcast and sharing with us about the um race and like you said we're going to chat again we thought we'll um i mean i'll, I'll try to catch up at the race i know you'll be busy but maybe we can mm. do a little short sort of something there too and Absolutely. then um after the race we'll do a bit of a debrief on how it all went down and, and what's what's looking like happening for the future of the race 
Absolutely. You might need to give me a week or so. Um, <laughs> Just to recover? Yeah, I might lay down for a little while. And, yeah. no, it's no, it's an absolute mind. pleasure to be on with you, Isabel, and I'm super stoked you, you're coming down and that this will this will be your, your first um, first experience running in Tassie. There's yeah. so much more on offer. Hopefully you've got some more, more time booked. Oh, look, I, I, I keep saying it, and that's why this has kind of forced my hand, which is brilliant. So um, I can actually do it now. So. But, yes, I'd love to. I, I think it's uh, certainly for a lot of Australians, we just, we just, you know, it's untapped for us, you know, so I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, great. All right, excellent. Thank you so much, and we'll speak to you soon. And, oh, of course, I'll put all the links to the race and everything in the show notes. So if people are interested in, in entering, which um, when do entries close? Entries will close, uh, well, uh, until they're sold out, and the, the yeah. 27K is, is sold out, but, but we mm -hmm. do have a wait list going. Um, I think, yeah, put me on the spot here. Regos might close a week before, but, um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, well, go and check the website, people. Um, there'll be heaps of time anyway. When this goes out, there'll still be time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so get on it because I personally think it looks like an awesome race and, um, and I'm sure it will be. Fantastic, thanks. All right, thanks. See you later. I can't wait to get over to run the Kananyu Mountain Run. And if you see me, make sure you come up and say hi. Chatting with Lincoln has certainly made me want to try out some more Tassie trail running in the future. It certainly sounds like a good running holiday destination to me, especially with um, returning to travel and, and traveling overseas is a little bit fraught with difficulty. Um, it might be good to explore a bit more of, of our domestic trails, which I think could be just, just as fun, nearly, as Europe. Now, if you want to get some more awesome running info, make sure you join the Peak Endurance Running Group on Facebook. It's a great place for all things endurance running. You can also go to my website, peakendurancecoaching.com.au with the link in the show notes to get onto my email list. And I send out an, um, a newsletter every two to four weeks. Um, I'm trying desperately to get more um, consistent with that because we all know consistency is the key. But, you know, I have, I'm pretty busy at the moment with everything, so I'm just doing what I can. But it is still fairly regular and always is chock full of running info. Anyway, I hope you have enjoyed this episode and this chat with Lincoln. Um, going forward, I am changing the format of the podcast ever so slightly. I am going to be reducing the number of interviews I do and having more training talk from myself because um, I have a lot of knowledge on this topic and not only knowledge but first-hand experience and those two combined I think I would then like to share that with you. Um, also I'm finding it uh, quite difficult and time-consuming organising um, interviews with people from all over the world, trying to find times that suit them and, well, mainly them, <laughs> um, makes it really hard getting up at all hours and, and doing all those sorts of things. I don't know if people realise how much work is involved in this, but it's a heck of a lot. So um, especially with my coaching services at full capacity, I need to start finding ways of, of um, you know, streamlining my work so I am going to be going to just training chats with myself which I hope you will find useful I will also still be doing some um, interviews if I find someone of interest enough 
that I think would be of interest for you and, and really beneficial, then I will do that. But it will be more just me um, chatting with you about how to improve as an ultra runner, trail runner, even marathon runner. You know, a lot of these training principles can be applied to all of those. So anyway, um, I hope you will enjoy the new format and uh, let's see how that all goes. Have a great week of running. Make sure you really get out there, enjoy the great outdoors, even the roads. Like really, I think we just all need to be so grateful for this awesome sport and and enjoy those moments out running. Even if it's not in the most beautiful of environments, I think there is still so much to enjoy about running, just the the movement of the body through, you know, like just, it's just amazing. I'm biased obviously, but I think running is an awesome sport and I'm sure you agree. So whatever kind of running you're doing, have fun.